I'm so glad Miguel's finally making some nice friends. It's been difficult for him. We've had to move around a lot. Where are you guys from originally? Ecuador. Oh. Why'd you leave? Porque se enamoró de un come mierda. Mama. I got married at 18. After I became pregnant with Miguel, I learned the truth about my husband's job. Let's just say he was a very bad man. I had to get far away from him. Sorry to hear that. Don't be sorry. I moved on long ago. You can't let the mistakes of the past determine your future. Welcome back, everyone. It's the most influential speaker from the House of M. Let's open up the icebox and see what we can find. That's right. You getting another episode of the icebox uh, fairly quickly here because, hey, I'm behind schedule. And I'm behind schedule on so many things. It's because of my day job, we'll just say. I won't go into detail, but places just keeping me busy. Keeping me busy, and honestly, I think it's wearing me out. So I apologize for the delay in these episodes. Um, even my YouTube stuff, too. I apologize. I'm trying to get content out there for you to enjoy. Um, but honestly, I really don't think anyone misses me because I still see the views on my current stuff when it was going great. And, you know, it's still like barely hitting double digits. Uh, no comments, no emails, no shares, no likes. I really don't think you miss me. I really don't. So... You know, I take back everything I said. I'm not sorry for being late on these episodes. I'm going to put this out whenever I gosh darn want to. Okay, why? Because you're not the boss of me. I probably shouldn't talk to my fans like that, should I? Huh? Um, I apologize. This one is for sure a legit um, apology. Uh, I, I, I'm sorry. Um, please come back. Please come back. I'm calm now. I'm all better. I want to come back inside. I'm all better now. Okay. That's not really what I wanted to talk about. But uh, but yes, if you did miss me, um, like I know you did. Someone out there misses my content. I know they do. I'm back, and I'm going to get better and get back into these things. I have a ton of stuff I can show you for Revelations. Beating for all, I'm doing an episode very quickly, too. Um, I'm back in this game, okay? But hey, want to know something else that was really sucking up my time? Still is, mind you, is the world of Pokemon. So Pokemon, I have the Sword and Shield game, the Shield version, on the Nintendo Switch. And whoa, what is that? Holy cow, the, the police are after me. Or I sent some kind of siren out there. No, um, that's our heat press going in full swing. We have a 40,000 t-shirt order uh, produced right now. And, and the queen's doing it all by herself. I might have exaggerated on that number of shirts. Uh, but you're not going to be here to fact check me, are you? No, you're not. Um... Where was it? Okay, Pokemon. I have Pokemon Sword and Shield, the Shield version on the Nintendo Switch. And as you can tell, uh, well, probably not because you're not watching it, but on my Fractured Games program, um, I've been playing that more. And oh my God, is it the funnest game ever? It is taking me back to the first Pokemon blue and red games that I played on Game Boy, Game Boy Color, or Game Boy, 
I don't even know which one it is now. The first Game Boy? What? It was the second Game Boy, because I never had the first one. Um, Game Boy Color. Yeah, I think it is Game Boy Color. Or Advance. Game Boy Advance, maybe. Anyway, it's taking me back to that fun and innocence and pure joy of that game. And it is tremendous. It is tremendous. I'm catching Pokemon left and right. Um, it's a lot of fun. And I'm going to show you my first gym battle on Fractured Games. Stay tuned for that. Um, but the other thing with Pokemon 2, there's an app called Pokemon Home, and I learned that I could transfer Pokemon from Pokemon Home, I'm sorry, from Pokemon Go to Pokemon Home to Pokemon Sword and Shield on the Switch. Mind blown is what the Queen says, and I agree. That's what happens. Um... But so Pokemon Go, I've also been playing like crazy because they keep doing all these fun things. Pokemon is it's just insanely popular again right now. Not that I mean it's always been popular, but it just seems to be going through the roof right now. And I want to be part of it. So I've been playing that like crazy. Pokemon Go, guess what? Yours truly, yes, I have finally reached the esteemed level. Level 40 of Pokemon Go. That's right. This guy right here has reached level 40 in Pokemon Go, and I scratched and clawed my way to the top, and I finally have the coveted level. Boom, I'm a Pokemon master. And now Pokemon Go decides to increase the, the level cap, or the capped level, the cap that they previously put on the Pokemon Go levels. That's what I really wanted to say. And they're exceeding it past level 40. But I don't care. I've done level 40. I am... In a part of the elite when you reach level 40. You are part of the elite, and I am now part of that elite. Because I did it before the end of this calendar year, I get a, a special medal by the end of the calendar year. I get uh, a Gyarados hat. Yeah, that's right, a Gyarados hat. Uh, it's, it's fantastic. I love these things. And I am going to cherish those Pokemon level 40 um, commemorative items, we'll say. The medal, the Gyarados hat, I want. The other thing that's going on with Pokemon 2 is Pokemon just released another uh, set of cards, and it's called Pokemon Sword Vivid, Pokemon Sword and Shield Vivid Voltage. Now, this thing had the privilege and the honor of coming out and being released on my birthday. Yeah, that's right. I had a birthday happen as well. Oh, you didn't know about it because it wasn't on Facebook? Well, too bad. Because I'm not going on Facebook to share my random thoughts and, and random pictures of food I eat or just stupid Facebook statuses anymore. That's going to be a place where I share my projects, my channels, and all that stuff. You will not see personal stuff from me for a while. I'm on Twitter now. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I jump one ship for the other. But yeah, Twitter's where you can find me on there doing all, all my stupid words and posts and everything like that. Or tweets. And maybe I'll do some fleets now that those are out too. Um, anyway, back to back to the matter at hand. Um, Vivid Voltage came out uh, on my birthday, and um, I should have pre-ordered it, but I didn't 
because at the time I didn't have funds. Now, of course, I had, or when I had funds, the pre-orders were sold out. So I entered a world of depression. And I shouldn't kid about depression because that's real seriousness. So I'm going to backtrack and say I did fall into a depression because it is serious. And I'm not going to make fun of that. I fell into a little bit of a lull. I fell into a bit of uh, some darkness and some sadness. Is that the same thing as depression? I can't tell if I'm making fun of it or not. It's not my intention. I do not want to uh, make fun of depression. It's a serious thing. Shut up and keep talking about Vivid Voltage. I was able to secure a box of Vivid Voltage from a YouTuber I follow, Danny Phantom. This guy is like the best Pokemon ambassador ever. Yeah, ever. He's that good. And he, you, you need to follow him on YouTube, Danny Phantom. Um, follow him on YouTube. Uh, he, his content is legit. It's real. It's heartfelt. It's genuine. I, he was able to secure a box for me. I just picked it up, and it's fantastic. You're going to see me opening these things um, on my Revelations program, too, sooner rather than later, hopefully. But I'm looking at it right now in my hand. It, it weighs a good 30 pounds. No, it doesn't. It weighs a good 3 pounds. <laughs> I don't know. It's, uh, what is it, 20 booster packs, I think, uh, in this thing. Um, and each booster pack has 10 cards. So I'm going to have a lot of fun opening these things up. And I'm really, really wanting to pull a fat Pikachu card from this deck. And Tyrude, uh, the, the Pokemon who is supposed to be making his debut in the new Jungle uh, cartoon from Pokemon, I think being released on Netflix. Um, but this is his card debut, so I'm hoping I pull one of his cards as well. We'll see. I'll take either one. Um, but lots of fun. World of Pokemon is crazy. I've been, I have been a Pokemon fan since day one. When those things got released, when I was still in college, I remember going to Toys R Us, the Target, um, I think Kmart even, trying to find these Pokemon cards. And every time I went there, they were always sold out. I remember buying them. I remember having the most success at going to Toys R Us to get these Pokemon cards, and I was able to find some, but there were a lot. They were just sold out quite often. Every time I try to get some more and such, but I had enough. I got enough at least from the time, and then I, you know, I enjoyed the the soundtrack. I remember getting the soundtrack from a college buddy of mine uh, for Christmas, and um, Pokemon figures. Oh my God, I still have them. Oh, the world of Pokemon is tremendous, and I don't know what it is, but I'm just getting back into it big time, and I want to get more Pokemon cards. The Shiny V is supposed to be coming out uh, to the U.S. in February. The Japanese set is coming out very soon, I think in the first week of December. Um, it's just, I'm all over it. I'm all in. So, uh, anyone want to send me gifts or anything? Pokemon cards. Take your pick. Send me, send me to them. You're not going to do it because I can't even get an email from you. But that's okay. I, I got to I gotta stop yelling at you. It's not your fault. It's me, right? It's not you. It's me, isn't it? Yeah, it is me because I'm a jerk. I, I proclaimed that on the show many times before. I am just a jerk. My wife is nodding her head. She agrees. Obviously, she lives with me. So she knows and can prove or at least testify that I'm a jerk. Let's see if I can get her to answer that, actually. I'm going to ask her a question. She's looking at her laptop mop. Laptop. Laptop mop. She's looking at her laptop now, deep into work. She's trying to get... She came down here to be very creative, crafty, and get stuff done. I came down here to, to bother her. <laughs> but let me ask her. Let me see if I can get, I get a response. Hang on a second. Um, let me walk over there to her. Listen to me walk. 
All right, there, that was me walking. <laughs> uh, Queen of the House of M, can you hear me? Yes. Okay. I have a question for you. Do you think of all of my tremendous qualities that being a jerk is one of them? Yes. Well, <laughs> oh my God, I'm getting my God dang battery cord now because I got to recharge my battery here. Um, so I'm going to make you wait and you're going to listen to everything I'm doing. I'm not going to edit this at all. Charlie Huckle, do not edit this out. Uh, so there you have it. The queen says I am a jerk. So anyone out there who thinks I'm a nice, boy, I've got to turn my microphone back. Anyone out there who thinks I'm actually a nice guy and oh my God, he's so, he's so good. He's the best. You're wrong. <laughs> I am a jerk. You heard me talk about people sometimes, right? I want to be left alone. If you see me in a store, unless I like you, leave me alone. <laughs> oh, speaking of people liking me, let me tell you about this. I recently got an oil change at Valvoline after work, and um, I did it after work, so I'm, I'm dead tired. I just want to go home. I just want to go home, Mick. Um, and, but I stop at a Valvoline on the way home and uh, get an oil change. And I don't know if you're out, if anyone out there knows what happens at an oil change, but usually what happens is this. You pull in, they flag you down, they wave, hey, come straight ahead. Oh, we go to, go to the left, go to the right or whatever. And I do that. I pull up. Oh, geez, hiccups. Sorry. Uh, let me get a drink again. Uh, okay. So I pull in, and this is what should happen. This has my been experience with Valvoline up to this point. I come in. They say, hey, I, got, I know I have to talk. <laughs> I know I got to talk. So I'm prepared for that much anyway. So usually you come in, I say, hey, well, what can I help you with, sir, or whatever. And I'm like, just an oil change. Okay, 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 whatever. Yeah, just give me my oil change. And then they go through the stuff. Say, hey, you've been here before? Yep. Uh, they scan my little barcode, whatever. Um, do you want the super, super, or the super premium max, or the basic? And I was like, just give me the basic, dude, and I'll be on my way. So, and that's it. And then they say, uh, you know, high beams, low beams, right lights, uh... Left directional, right directional, back back brake light. You know, they'd say all that stuff. I don't have to say anything. They're doing the talking. It's their job. They're the ones doing the work. I'm just there. I'm paying them. And then they ask me if I want, you know, synthetic or whatever. And I, they're just yes or no questions. Yeah, yes, no, I'll pass. Hey, here's your air filter. It should look like this. Pure white like a heavenly cloud from God above. Yours looks like a little bit of a gray tint here. Shouldn't be like that. You want a new air filter? And I'm like, no, I came for the oil change. Change my oil and that's it. This one. This one went a little differently and I was not prepared for it. This one had... Um, not that I'm surprised because the ones I've been to before had males and females working there. But this one had predominantly females working and boy, did they love to talk. Hey, I'm all with it. Uh, you know, female power, good, you know, go ahead. You know, 
working on cars, that's a guy's thing. I, why do I do that voice for everything? I, 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 <laughs> I don't know. Let me try another one. Um, let me see. Um, <laughs> what a dumb voice that was. The, the, the automobile business is run by, by strong men. Yeah, that's us. We're strong men and we know cars. No, you know, whatever. If you have female workers, I'm not against it. It's just something I noticed. But the previous, the other Valvoline that I usually go to has both male and female working there. This one had more females than males. And the female took the lead, and she loved to talk. The other female that started with me, she also loved to talk. Here's the difference. The female that I started with, and I don't even remember her name. I didn't write it down. Not important. But the one who started with me, she was cool. She was so nice. Despite her love for talking, she was so nice that I my anger that I that was already that was already brewing in me to knowing that I had to respond to her multiple questions dissipated because she was that nice. You know, I mean, she was asking she saw, what did she see? She saw my Legos in my car. So she was talking about my Legos. And like, how do I not, how do I not talk back with that, right? She was playing on my level. It was really fun. Very nice. She asked the important questions too. And get this. This is what the hard part is for stupid people out there when they engage in these conversations. They don't get any work done. Then I get ticked. Do your job. I don't care if you talk to me. I do. But do your job while you're doing it. This lady, she was nice. She was talkative. She talked on my level, like the idiot that I am. But she got the work done at the same time. Go figure. I wish I remember her name. I'm just going to call her Anna. It's not her name. (laughs) But Anna was awesome. And I didn't matter. It didn't matter that she was talking to me. Again, all that anger that I felt knowing that I had an engaging conversation with her went away. Because she was nice. She also informed me that she came back laughing at me because she was like, hey, you idiot. Why do you have this on your vehicle? I have green uh, tire caps. Does that make sense? You know the little caps that go where you put air in your tires and they're usually black, right? Well, I had neon green on mine. Now you might be asking yourself, there's that voice again, you might be asking yourself, <laughs> why, why do you, the most influential speaker from the house of them, have green caps instead of black? <laughs> well, I bought them at Walmart, and I bought them because they were a different color. I bought them because they looked fun. I was like, oh wow, there's actually a business for air valve caps for tires that they make different colors right i saw silver i saw black and i saw neon green god dang it of course i'm gonna get i'm gonna spruce up my life and get the neon green ones all right so listen what anna has to say because she's laughing at me coming to point this point this out Anna comes up to me and she goes so uh you have nitrogen in your tires? And I'm like, what? No, what do you mean nitrogen? I have air. If I could put my lips to the bo- the valve of the tire, I would blow into it myself to fill my tires, but I don't have that much air. 
So I can't do that. So no, just regular air. I don't know what this nitrogen is of which is what you speak of. So she said, oh yeah, that's, that's, um, oh, I got to use my female voice. Well, Mr. Uh, handsome over here. <laughs> what an ugly voice. She goes, Mr. Handsome, um, green caps are indicative of nitrogen in your tires. And I'm like, shut the front door. They are not. And she's like, oh, yes, sir. Yes, they are. And you are one crazy mother. <laughs> yeah, she said there's third indicative there that have nitrogen in tires. So she had to verify that I didn't before she put air into my tires. And I was like, no, I just bought them because they were a cool color. That was it. Really stupid. And again, I'm the idiot. I am a self-proclaimed idiot and jerk. I admit it. She was nice. Anna, God bless you. Thank you for being awesome. The other lady, I'm going to stick with the A's here. I'm going to call her Amy. Um, no, I shouldn't do that because uh, one of my best ice cubers out there, his name's Amy, and I'm not going to influence. I'm not going to mess that up. I don't want any hate or anything like that. Um, let's think of another name. What's a generic female name that I don't know? Um, Ava. Ava. Go, Ava. No. <laughs> We'll go Ava. Not, not to be not to be confused with Anna because they're so goddamn close, but that's fine. Ava. So Ava comes up to me and she's the boss of the she's the floor boss, I guess, because she's commanding both sides of the of the Valvoline station. She loved to talk just as much as Anna did. But Ava. Ava was Ava was annoying. Ava spoke so much that I didn't even grasp what she was telling me because at one point she was saying all this stuff and I'm just like, why are you, what are you asking me? We're, we were talking about football. And as anyone knows, I, I'm not a sports fan anymore. Football, the football season's going on right now. God knows. I don't know. So she, I, I ends up, I pretty much, she asked a question and because I didn't understand what she was saying when she said, I knew it. Oh, my female voice. Oh, I knew it. I knew it from the looks of you. You were a Vikings fan. And I'm like inside, I'm like thinking, what did I just agree to? So instead of me saying, oh, I thought you were talking about something else. She said, I heard Vikings in her, in her sentence or question that she was asking me. And I thought she said, have you seen the show Vikings like on... Apple TV or some some network or whatever. And I'm like, my brain trying to process this. I wanted to say no because I've never heard of I've never seen it. I've heard of it. And I heard it was a good show, I guess. Um, but instead of being honest <laughs> and saying, no, I've never heard of it, I think I said yes. I said, yeah, yeah, great, great. Yeah, I am. Or you know, say in, indicative of that, I've heard of the show, that I've watched the show, and it's a good show. And when she said, Yeah, I knew you were a Vikings fan. And she was talking about the Minnesota Vikings. So apparently I'm a Minnesota Vikings fan now to her. And it just got worse from there. She was talking to her co-workers um, across the room about uh, Skippy and peanut butter and the guy liking peanut butter. And you got to call this guy when you leave. He, his name's Peanut Butter. You got to call him Peanut Butter. And I'm like, I don't have to call him anything. <laughs> But she just, she was talking too much, and she didn't get work done while she was talking. And that's what I don't like. Anna I like because she was talking nice, sweet, talked on my level, talked to me 
like she knew I was an idiot because I had nitrogen caps on my tires, but she was nice and got the work done. While Ava was talking, Anna was doing all the work. So, hey, Ava, how you get off your high horse, quit calling me a Vikings fan, <laughs> and do some real work. You know, manage the lines or something. It was, it was bogus. Let me see. What else do I have to say about her? Other than she was annoying, I'm a Vikings fan, whatever. That, I guess that was it. I just wanted to get out of there. This was way too much conversation for me after work, after our work day. So as I wrapped up, Ava's, Ava's saying, goodbye, Vikings fan. And I'm like, eh, bye, have fun. We'll see you next time. You come back to get that tire rotation when our machines are working. Yeah, every time I go to get my tires rotated, the machines are down, apparently. So, yeah, I'll come right back to this location because it's awesome. It's not, Ava. And then Anna said bye. I was like, hey, Anna, you enjoy your evening. You're cool. You're okay in my book. I will, it was fun talking to you. I'll, if I come back, I'm coming back only if you're here. And if you're not here, you ain't getting my business. So, moral of this story, people, make sure you get your oil changed. Okay, you've heard me jabber on about stupid stuff enough. Let's get on to the meat and potatoes of this episode. Let's get with a wild card as we talk episode 61 of... (laughs) Not 61, episode 8 of season 1 of Cobra Kai called Molting. Uh, Wild card has come back again to talk some great stuff here. And I'm warning you right now. I'm warning you right now, if you want this to end on a family-safe note, you push, <laughs> you push stop on the podcast right now. You do not go any further. You do not pass go. You do not collect $200. Do not listen any further if you want to keep this podcast family-friendly. If you want to dip into the dark side, you are going to find out why they call Joe the wild card. He is unleashed in this conversation. I want to remind all of my Icebox fans, all of my Ice Cubes, right? That's what I'm calling you. I want to remind all of my Ice Cubes that this podcast is meant for entertainment's sake. So, you are entering a world of an R-rated conversation you are entering a world of a mature conversation you are entering the world of the wild card so you have been warned this is ungood fun do not lose your shit okay what did he say no i didn't i said shit okay i love the way flight of the concords handled swear words in that song so many mother uckers ucking with my shit that's a great song too many mother uckers ucking with my shit (laughs) <laughs> you don't know the song? You don't know the song. Um, anyway, it's a great song. Uh, but yeah, so right now, if you want to keep it family-friendly, push stop. If you want to enter the world of conversation, of mature conversations, a naughty conversation, um, you can continue listening. This is Season 1, Episode 8 of Cobra Kai, Molting. All right, ladies and gentlemen. This is the moment we've been waiting for. The present day. Daniel LaRusso is going to fight? Daniel LaRusso! All 
right, welcome back, everyone. We have another fun episode here. Um, we're talking more Cobra Kai. We're getting a little closer to the end here, but this uh, we still have a couple episodes to go, literally one episode before the season finale. So we're talking season one, episode eight of Cobra Kai. This episode is called Molting. Uh, with us, of course, again, is the wild card himself. Wild card, say hello to all your fans out there. Good morning, everybody. Great to be back. Uh, what a fun episode we are going to talk about today. And uh, I can't wait to dive into it uh, with the most influential speaker from the House of M. Yeah, I think you hit it right by saying a fun episode. This this one is, uh, it's got so much going, in, going into it. Let's get right away into our initial thoughts. Um, I thought it was a great episode. Um, we get to see the training on both sides of the Miyagi-Do style and the Cobra Kai style. Dude, it had great music in this episode <laughs> this episode as well, which I'm sure we'll hit on a little bit later here. But I'm saying that right now. Great music to help push these scenes further and make them more impactful. Um, we see developing issues for characters. Um, possible... Uh, we might be beginning to see the beginning of a, a little bit of a love triangle here. I don't know. I'm just throwing that out right now. Um, we got some great funny moments too. And holy cow, a great cliffhanger. But episode eight, Molting of Cobra Kai, uh, very fun throughout, throughout the entire episode. There was like, I, I was writing notes like galore, trying to keep up with the different scenes. <laughs> like, so I didn't miss anything. And it was like every scene had something to tell. So um, great episode. What'd you think? I'm, it's gonna be. I get a unique uh, outlook on this on this uh, on this episode here when I when we get to our uh, techniques. Um, okay. The way I the way I broke it down, but uh, I know such a fun episode, start to finish. Um, Miguel just shows again how awesome Miguel, or just a good kid Miguel is. <laughs> um, like if Diego, I, I wish Diego could meet him in real life so <laughs> they could be buddies <laughs> because Miguel's a good kid. He is, he is. Wake up and smell the coffee, Mr. LaRusso. What, you think you can rely on that crane crap? I'll, I'll have honors because I, I, I tend to feel like most people really come to this show wanting to hear what you have to say and kind of fast forward my my jabber my jabberings. Um, so my crane technique is uh, Johnny is getting his second chance. Uh, we talked about this plenty of times in past episodes. Um, where, you know, people were telling him you don't get second chances. And then we're trying to say that, yeah, we do actually. Um, and Johnny is proving this. A lot of things are going well for him. Uh, he's getting his, uh, his, his, his dojo in full swing. Uh, we see a great moment in the beginning, uh, with him and his students and they're all, they're all in there. They're all buying in and they all have a, uh, uh, the same goal now with the all Valley tournament. So they all want to win it. They all want to do their best. This is the, their kid's second chance, too, in becoming something. And Johnny's helping enable that uh, and making them believe in themselves again. Uh, Johnny uh, gets invited to dinner from Miguel's mom. And, you know, they have a good conversation there, too. And uh, pretty much uh, what the mom the mom was saying, um, the, the, the past doesn't necessarily write your future, you know, and it really made Johnny think. And to the point where we, we, we saw, which I had no, no inkling of this ever changing, but we saw a clean apartment <laughs> with Johnny Lawrence <laughs> and even more surprising, a stocked fridge. 
with more than just beer <laughs> and bologna in it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, he's he's getting his his second chance and he's getting his uh, his his life back together. And I mean, it's just a little thing, like you know, clean apartment, clean you know, stocked fridge and such. But even to the point where he is able to repay um, his his stepdad all the money that he lent him. Which came out of nowhere to his stepdad, and he, you know, just another poor exchange from them, uh, and really illustrating the the relationship they had, uh, where his stepdad was saying, you know, I'm just, what do you want me to just leave it on the table till you come back next week? And proudly, Johnny says, I'm not coming back, and he says, you know, pretty much says goodbye, and as he turns um, his back on his stepdad, you know, you see Johnny smile, and that's a milestone for him to overcome, um, that 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 terrible relationship that he had with his stepdad. And the only thing he did have to give um, his stepson was money. And you know, that money only buys you so much. I don't care what you say. And I know rich people will say that's something only poor people say or something like that, (laughs) but it really does. You know, it's, it's, he's making the decisions that are really impacting his life and he's having a good time. He's having fun. He's seeing some enjoyment finally. Um, even to the point, and I'm going to stop here because it has a little bit to do with something we'll talk about later, I'm sure. But uh, even to the point where he start, he's writing Robbie again, his his son, his actual son, and, you know, pretty much wanting to reconcile again. And he admits uh, his mistakes. Uh, he admits that he, you know, I understand he doesn't answer his phone calls or anything, but he's writing him a letter. Uh, you see a little his little soccer picture, I think it was. Uh, just kind of reminiscing, and he wants a second chance with them too because everything go- is going so well. Um, again, not just with his students, Miguel, his dojo, his relationship with his stepdad that is now done. Um, you know, he wants he wants his he wants his son back, um, and that gets gets interrupted, which is, again we'll talk about later, unfortunately. But yeah, that was my crane technique: is Johnny getting his second chance? It's really good to see. Eight episodes in, we've seen what he's had to do to overcome all this. We see what he has undertaken but uh good for johnny good for mr lawrence um on actually getting a second chance not giving give, not given to him he's had to earn it and he's making all the right decisions uh so far up to, up until this episode so uh what do you think about what do you think about that is, is he getting a second chance here or is this is this just a, a good tv series good that's gonna flip the switch on us and pull the rug out from under us soon is johnny getting a second chance uh, it's to be determined, but I'll tell you what, he's putting himself in all the right situations to get one. Yeah. So if anyone does deserve it, uh, yeah, he, I think he definitely deserves it. So he's doing every, he's making all the right choices to, to get his, to get his life in order, man. Finally, maybe for the first and first time since high school, uh, from what we're seeing and, you know, fingers are crossed. Uh, that everyone's pulling for him, but I think uh, he's he put, he's putting himself in a nice situation to uh, to, to get a second chance. Wild card. What's your crane technique? Uh, so the way I looked at this episode, um, I broke it down in three categories. Um, the first one I'm going to talk about is uh, how this show. The, to me, this shows uh, three vantage points from family. Um, so the first 
vantage point I'm going to talk about is how they showed Daniel's typical Italian family lifestyle. <laughs> um, because early on, we get a nice little uh, uh, treat from the fans, or you know, for the fans. And yeah. uh, Lucille, Daniel's mom, comes back for the first time in the series. Um, just coming over for dinner, you know, probably checking on her boy. Yeah, it was good to see her. You know, Same uh, actress, of course. Uh, really good right? to see her. Yeah, and, uh, that was and, a good fan service there. <laughs> yeah. The uh, and I like how this. This is the to me. This is I think this might be actually the first time. Uh, Daniel's son Anthony was actually excited to see somebody because he ran to the he door. Jumped out. Yeah, you're good point. Good point. I yeah. didn't pick up on that. So, so that's um. That to me, that was something I think might come. I don't know. To me, that that they had that in there for a reason. Like, because this kid doesn't give a shit about anything, really. Yeah. <laughs> Unless yeah. It's, it's just his video games. And he was so excited to see his grandma. Yeah. So that's I think that's a good that's point. I didn't pick up on scene. that. Yeah. Good, good point on that. <clears throat> yeah. I think, I think that's going to play a bigger part later on. Uh, maybe possibly, but, um, it was very quick, but I picked up on that. Um, but anyways, yeah, so they come over, um, and it's great. Everyone loved it. And you know, when she, uh, she tells Daniel, she's like, Oh, let me see those baby Browns. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, she throws that in them. And so they're all cooking and it's going to be, you see, this is going to be a fun family day. They're, they're, they're grilling in the backyard. Yeah. Uh, they're catching up. And, but they're catching up, like, uh, they're talking about Cobra Kai. <laughs> Dan yeah. told his mom about Cobra Kai, and, you know, his mom fully endorses him, obviously. Right. And, uh, you know, nothing, nothing. I love the way she said it. Like, they're nothing but a bunch of bullies. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you it's know, true. Not, it's true. It's, yeah, she wasn't there. They're not, they're not lying. Right. They're not right. lying. Um, but then, you know, Sam obviously maybe for the first time tries to stick up for Miguel without saying so. Um, Cause she knows Miguel. He's, he's like the lead student in Cobra Kai, obviously. Right. And he's not like that. So, you know, she kind of loses the fact, well, maybe not all the kids are like that. Or, you know, some of the kids in my school, they, they don't seem like that. And, uh, and now, the, you know, they're just like, trust me, they're all the same, <laughs> you yep. know, kind of thing. So, yep. but that's, uh, that, so that's going on. Then what do you see? Or so this is another thing I, I loved about this episode, um, is how awesome Amanda is, because she comes home from uh from the dealership again. Daniel probably didn't even go in. <laughs> He's getting the food ready. He's like, you go oh. in, you take care of work. I'm gonna do all the cooking and stuff. Exactly. <laughs> Daniel's probably, exactly. <laughs> Daniel's been home. <laughs> I, I just know Daniel's been home because he had to meet his mom and stuff. But uh, so Amanda comes home from work and she, you know, she picked up some uh, so, uh, some pasta salad. And she asked the mom and she's like, do you want any? And she's like, oh, no, I don't like that store bought and stuff. And she's like, Ugh, get that away from me. <laughs> and, uh, and Amanda's just like, oh, yeah, you know, you know, I just I had to pick some home. I didn't get a chance to make some earlier. And she's like, oh, I get it. You know, it's your working mom. He's like, uh. And she's like, but at least you have help. And he's like, and, she, and oh my god, <laughs> Lucille tells her like, 
Remember when I was, uh, it was just, I had to get home from work and make food from scratch? Because she did. Yeah. I mean, we, we saw it and, you know, and our, God bless our mom, she did that. She yeah, still she, does she that still too. Does Jesus it. Christ. <laughs> but, um, I, and, and it wasn't, she wasn't being, Lucille wasn't being like malicious about it. Yeah. This she was wasn't just kind her, of sending us. She was just, it was like matter of fact kind of talk, you know? Right. Yeah. And, but, you know, this is Amanda we're talking about, and she's going to take that a little personal, you yeah. know, and uh, obviously <laughs> she did, <laughs> you know, she stored that in her memory bank. And, um, but then, you know, then who else comes? And then his stupid ass cousin comes, pops a, <laughs> pops a beer on his nice outdoor chair. So it's going to scuff up the, you know, I'm like, oh, what an asshole. Which caught Amanda's and, eye. <laughs> right. And she just, and, Oh, that you know that drives her crazy. So he comes in, you know, he's like, uh, and he adds to the family madness. And uh, <laughs> you know, they we get to the discussion of where you know, and if it wasn't, uh, if, if Louie wasn't such a dumbass, uh, you know, we they wouldn't even be here because we hired him because Lucille told him to hire him. And, right. You know, take, but it's taking care of family. That was that was a little that was a little uh, shots fired from Amanda. <laughs> yeah. All right. And that was, but you know, but she's right too. I'm like, look, he sucks at his job. I obviously Amanda knows what it takes to run a successful place because it's one of the most, it's the number one dealership, right? And it's a luxury dealership, and people love them there. So she knows how to run a business, but she got a, you know, she has one of these fucking rejects, but just happens <laughs> to be her husband's cousin, you know. But yeah. again, she's a lovely woman. She honors family because you know, obviously, it's important to Daniel, and. uh I just love how that whole scene ends um, when, oh, no, one of the last things was, uh, too, when then I think when Lucille and Amanda start getting into it, uh, Daniel's like, uh, she didn't mean it like that. And Amanda's like, no, I meant it like that. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, get her, Amanda. <laughs> But I, I love the way she said it. Oh, no, I said it that way. <laughs> but uh, no, great. And how they end that scene is, you know, they pan out, the camera pans out, and then it zooms in on Dan, and he's just rubbing his forehead like, oh, Jesus Here we Christ. go. Here we go. Everyone, Everyone's having words now. Because even um, right. Anthony, what did he say? Oh, oh he, yeah. He's like, if you're going to the kitchen, grab me a, another a Yahoo or something. <laughs> and then Sam goes, Oh, Anthony, you make everything more terrible. <laughs> you make everything worse. <laughs> so everybody at the table is fighting. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, but so that's, uh, but that's to me, that, that's a typical, from what I hear, that's a typical Italian family, how they get together, how do they just communicate with each other? It's just everything <laughs> about it. Um, so that was my, uh, that's my first takeaway is the Italian family side. And we got to see that with Daniel. Um, uh, with Daniel and his little uh, party get together. Yeah, it was, it was great fun. I, yeah, um, I think you hit about all the points. I was trying to look through my notes while you were doing this. Um, and just, I mean, I think uh, I can't remember if you said it, so I'm sorry if you did. But I know what uh, plot detail that did come out of that was Daniel telling Sam to stay away from anyone in Cobra Kai, um, which again, almost all, almost immediately pushes that Romeo and Juliet kind of uh, feeling out there already with uh, her dating Miguel. It was just one date, and it was it was a non-date at that. <laughs> but right. um, you know, stay away from him. So we know we know that uh, that's going to come into effect later 
of course. And um, but great moment, yeah, great, great, great little barbecue uh, at the Daniel Luxury House <laughs> that he has there too. Oh, that was a little close. Drum technique, understand? Oh yeah. Drum technique. Yeah, let me try. Um, so my drum technique is literally that perspective is quite a thing. Um, there's a lot of different perspectives going on in this episode. Um, and I'm going to, I'm going to throw a, a, a levy of them out there right now. So you got, um, Lucille, I'm just going to call her grandma. <laughs> um, but Lucille and Amanda have different perspectives on each other, right? Uh, uh, Amanda's, you know, strong, successful. She does what she can. Sorry if I'm bringing home store-bought potato salad or whatnot. And, you know, Lucille's like, well, you know, despite work, you should still make time for your family. Um, we take care of family. You got to make sure you do that, too. Don't get lost with the business side. So you got two um, conflicting uh, uh, perspectives there. You have Daniel's perspective on Cobra Kai, on how Cobra Kai is impossible to evolve, we'll say. There's still bullies. He sees Johnny as no good. Uh, despite his, recomp- uh, his 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 attempt at reconciliation by helping him in episode one, um, so th- that that's jaded or skewed, but based on str- a strong foundation of fact. Um, you have Sam's perspective on Cobra Kai, which is okay. I understand she's only lived with her dad's perspective, but she just met someone great with Miguel, and he's associated with Cobra Kai. So her her perspective is. That's not really true, despite she's not strong enough to come out and tell the headstrong uh, Daniel or her dad about it quite yet. Um, same breath, uh, Lucille has the same perspective on Cobra Kai. You know, they're all bullies, we said earlier. Um, you got Johnny's perspective on the LaRussos, which was an awesome, awesome um, reimagining almost of the Karate Kid uh, storyline. Which was fun. I'm going to take a little break from the perspectives because I wanted to talk about that too. But I love Johnny's take on what happened in Karate Kid Part 1. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> um, he, you know, he starts off by giving, uh, telling telling Miguel why, you know, to stay away from the LaRussos. Don't trust the LaRussos. And he, he mentions Allie. And they were dating for two years. Um, I think something happened where they took a little bit of a break. Um, but they were getting back together. And that then entered pretty much karate kid part one here um and he sees daniel flirting with uh with ali so he comes down to have a civil conversation uh with ali about it and they show him yo yelling at her and grabbing the boom box out of her hands and stuff um <laughs> but that's a civil conversation and then uh he said daniel keeps butting in and that's because he was trying to uh defend ali with what's going on here it doesn't seem right and he politely asked daniel to you know you know, keep your nose out of my business by mind yeah, your own business right, by shoving him down with a boombox in hand, and uh, and then Daniel uh, sucker punches him in the face, and I think at that point, oh no, no, not quite, not quite yet. Um, and Miguel's all intent listening to him. You know, he's he's believing mm. every word of it. What? Why shouldn't he? Why shouldn't he? Um, and then uh, Johnny says, "Well, all I could do was defend myself, <laughs> and by defending himself, literally kicks the heck out of Daniel, just leaving him to, you know, on the beach there, being totally beaten up." And uh, he goes out, you know, out of nowhere. I haven't seen the kid for like months. He puts a hose on me <laughs> into the Halloween <laughs> dance <laughs> because, of course, Johnny was doing nothing wrong. You know, he wasn't rolling a joint or anything like that. <laughs> 
he was minding his own business, but he had the hose turned on him, ruining his Halloween party uh, dance right. at the school. He, I mean, come on. What a, I mean, that is a jerk. He's just trying to, he's rolling his little joint. They're having a good time. But, but you know, him and his buddies. Out of nowhere. Yep. Out of nowhere. So um, he tells Miguel, says, well, so I thought I'd just put an end to it once and for all. <laughs> and, uh, chased him down. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know, have another civil conversation with him, with Daniel. Um, but then he says, uh, as it turns out, you know, Daniel had a, a master or a karate master of his own. And this guy comes out and jumps his entire crew. <laughs> he doesn't tell him, you know, the name or that he was an older guy or anything like that. He just says that he jumped his entire crew and, and he thinks that's where Tommy got brain damage, which and then yeah. that startled Miguel. He says, what an a-hole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. And Miyagi then goes, went all out on no. those, on those uh, hits, yeah, too. He, oh, yeah, he did. Oh, yeah, he did. <laughs> oh, he took care of business for sure. Uh, and then he just he says, you know, we so we decided to settle. <laughs> we decided amicably, apparently, to settle at the Old Valley Tournament. Uh, and then we go into the story how, how uh, um, it was tied two to two, and he relived that moment. And uh, Miguel said, well, what, who won? He says, he won. He was like, and then, but he said, well, that doesn't matter. He's like, what was worse is I didn't lose to LaRusso. I was like, I lost Allie. Because, you know, you see Allie in the corner of LaRusso over there. So he's still broken up from uh, from Allie, of course. Um, or at least, you know, reliving that past, it made him broken up about it again. So had to take a moment to, <laughs> to go to that story because that was, that was phenomenally well done. And just showing, again, the different perspectives we have there. So back on that, um, then you got um, Miguel's perspective on Sam because Sam's a LaRusso. So he's like just heard his master, his sensei tell him all this stuff, and he has no reason to doubt him at this point because of what he's done for him. So of course he's believing it, but that doubt did creep in because he thinks Sam is great, even though she's a LaRusso. You got the Robbie perspective on LaRusso, you know, um, pretty much, you know, as using LaRusso as a pawn to get revenge on his dad. Um, but then we learn a couple things. So you have all these different perspectives going on, and uh, despite how you want to come across, it all depends on the viewer or the listener, we'll say, and what they believe, their perspective on what you're saying or doing. That's what it's all about, and that's what's so hard to control. If you can get past that, you can learn that you might have been arguing about something that was taken out of context taken to an extreme or just, you know, something totally taken, taken the wrong way unnecessarily. And some of those things that happen can be damaging for years until one person or the other of a a certain party decides to try to reconcile or even remember what it is you're fighting about. And I think that point is illustrated very well with uh, Lucille and Amanda, because the, the whole episode, they're showing going head to head and uh, Sam was put in there as the equalizer to help help minimize that stuff, and she brought yeah, the them buffer. together, right? What did you say? The buffer. Yeah, the, the buffer. Um, and it turns out, you know, once you you introduce that aspect at the end of the episode, Lucille and Amanda were all they were drinking wine together, saying cheers, right. making food together, you know. And showing what can happen when you could put those different or conflicting perspectives aside. 
You know, great things can come of that. Fun can come of that. A good time can come of that. Enjoyment of life can come of that. And then even more so illustrated with Robbie, um, with his perspective changing um, while training with Daniel, where, where it comes to the point where he wants to admit to him that, hey, I'm here now. Uh, I'm reading into this, of course, but I'm here now. But he wanted to tell him who he was so that it's not a yeah. secret or potentially, potentially damaging anymore. And we see Robbie literally going all in now for sure that he wants he wants this, you know. Um, and he is appreciative of the, of the lessons he's learning from Daniel. So despite, you know, your different perspectives and all that such, it, it's really, they're very powerful. And although some may be right, the ones that are wrong can be quite hurtful to a lot of people, uh, a lot of families, uh, a lot of just aspects in society as well. And we see that big time today, um, you know, with like the social... Um, unrest, the the perspectives, perspectives on the political parties, right? We just went through an election. And if you want a, a dose of those perspectives, just go on any social media and you can see how quickly people turn on each other just because they're going for um, this party versus that party. And it, there's no point. You know, we got to overcome that and um, put those differences aside and realize the, those differences is what makes us great. Um, we got to be able to hear that each other, but in a constructive manner. And when you do that, when you can put those differences aside, I'm telling you right now, and this is my perspective, so you you all can hate on me later, but my perspective is great things can come of this where it may not have come at because you had your blindfolds on. Um, so that was my drum techniques, just all the varying uh, different perspectives out there, um, but illustrated very well at the end how um, if you can put those if they're conflicting perspectives aside, um, you can get some enjoyment out of this little, little short term we call life here on earth. Uh, no, it's very, it's very accurate. Uh, I had, uh, I can apply that, uh, you know, to my own life when, you know, I was in the army, you get a bunch of people from across the fucking country doing one thing. Um, it's a lot easier if you work together, people, yeah. <laughs> I want to tell you that. Uh, it's, there's a lot of, and there's two way too many fucking individuals out there right now. Um, we should be more of a team, uh, working together. Uh, that's what, uh, in my opinion, again, this is our opinion folks. So, you know, if you disagree with it, well, I'll tell you what to go fuck off. All right. <laughs> um, but, uh, that's what made this country the greatest country in the, in the world, in the history of the world, uh, is we came together, uh, you know, to, uh, to fight. And that's what made us great. And I would say the last, especially ever since the, you know, the turn of the century, it's been progressively more, uh, about the individual and separating and the country has been coming apart. Yeah, because everyone wants everyone wants to be their own thing, and you know that's can be a good thing, great, you know, but uh, you know, and, and whatever. But uh, I won't get. To, <laughs> I could have I could have got, got really into that, but um, <laughs> but uh, no, it's uh, it's a great perspective because, like I said, you work together. It's just bottom line: if you work together, things can go great. So if you're in a leadership position, um. <clears throat> Work with your team. Don't yeah. just be their fucking boss. 
be right. a leader. That's there's a there's that's part of being uh, a, a role in management. You're supposed to lead people. Don't keep people be you know behind. Don't keep them pushed. Uh, we know way too many motherfuckers like that. Um, but if you're a part of a team, if you're one of the uh, the workers, come in and do your fucking job. How about that? First and foremost, and then worry about whatever. Do your fucking job, and then make the team better. But you know, if you got good practices, share them. Talk to each other. Right. Share information. That's the only way you're going to get better. Yep. yep. Anyways, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I get a little worked up on this shit. It pisses me off. That's okay. That's why people come to listen to these podcasts, buddy. So you're, you're good. I get it. That's they come to listen to you. Um, all right. So let's go on. What's your drum technique over there? We saw the Italian family. Yep. Uh, next, we're going to talk about the the Hispanic family. Viva! Um, <laughs> you know, so it's uh, that was a great, cute little scene. Yeah. Um, but it showed uh, pretty much. Uh, uh, well, I can't. I think can't remember Miguel's mom's name. It's gonna drive me crazy. Uh, have Huckle, have Huckle work on that real quick. Uh, yeah, but do. um, I uh, but no, she uh, she tells Johnny. She invites Johnny over for dinner. Uh, you know, he asks her. He's like, "What do you have? For, what's your dinner plans?" And Johnny's like, oh, "I got a couple hot pockets." You know, yep. that's all. He's simple guys. He's simple folks. <laughs> a couple hot pockets. Boom, dinner's done. And she's like, well, that doesn't sound good at all. <laughs> you know, so she's like, come on over. He's like, my dojo, my rules. And I'm like, oh, good for her. Through his face. And how can he say no? Oh, excuse me. Excuse me. Like uh, wild card. This is uh, Mr. Huckle. Uh, Carmen Diaz. Carmen. Carmen. Okay. Thanks, Charlie. <laughs> Folks, we don't get to hear Charlie much yeah. <laughs> on the air. That was a rare experience. Yes. <laughs> He's already back on, just... the, on the other side of the thing here now. <laughs> Thanks, right, Charlie. Now he's scared. <laughs> he will now he won't talk for another two years. <laughs> well, when he first started talking in the early episodes of the Icebox, you know, people then they I got some comments. Of course, I get bad ones um, about you know they didn't they didn't like the way he sounded. Or it was like, oh god, he's a joke. And I was like, well, it he took that to heart a little bit. So that's why he's been concentrating on what he does best over there. But Mr. Huckle, you're welcome anytime, buddy. He's, he's shaking well, his he's, he's shaking his head. Yes. <laughs> I'll tell you what. If hopefully fucking Charlie is listening to this goddamn podcast because we talked about flipping the script, Charlie, <laughs> flip the fucking script. All right. <laughs> we wouldn't. Anyways, all right, go ahead. <laughs> um. Uh. But anyway, so yeah. See, so she invites him over for dinner. Um. Then uh, next scene, they show him. Then they're all praying. They're holding hands and they're all praying. Yeah. Uh, which is obviously that's very, it's very, uh, you know, accurate. Hispanic families are, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's very accurate. Uh, the holding hand things that's, uh, that's, and, you know, well, anyways, they get done with it and, uh, they go, uh, I'm in. I love Johnny's coming. He's like, that one I knew. Amen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? That one I knew. And, uh, so they start digging in and, uh, but it was, it's great how, uh, so just the simple things in, in the, in, in, a in a, like a, for just having dinner. All right. So, um, again, a lot of people are going to, are maybe they'll pick up on these. Maybe they won't just depending on what kind of lifestyle they're living right now. Right. Um, but being excused from a table, um, because, yeah. you know, Miguel's cell phone's ringing 
And uh, and uh, he wasn't going to answer it. And his mom said, like, no, go ahead. Go ahead. You know, take your call. Just don't take long because your food's going to get cold. Right. right. And uh, because she knows it's his girlfriend. And, yep. <laughs> you know, she sees Miguel happy. And, you know, she's like, go ahead. No, that's fine. So, you know, Miguel, he's like, oh, thank you, mama. <laughs> he goes and runs <laughs> in, the bed- in his bedroom and takes the call. But just being excused like that, that's a big deal. That doesn't happen. You know, because when it's dinner time, it's family time. You guys are going to eat together. But. Again, she knows this is important to her only son right? Um, to go take the call. And it gives her a good opportunity if, um, that, uh, you know, she tells Johnny a little bit about her backstory and uh, who Miguel's dad was. And obviously that was a toxic relationship and very toxic from the sound of it. Yeah. And uh, hello. And again, Yaya, God bless Yaya. She's like, she's like, yeah, what a fucking shithead he was. <laughs> <She's> <laughs> in Spanish. Like, you know, in Spanish. So, yeah, he would pick up on it. But. Yeah, but you know, yeah, yeah, he's like, oh, she, you know, she knows that pissed her up, but you know, that was, she's there for for her, you know, and right. um, the, uh, but then you know, she she says a very, she says a very uh, li- uh good line that I think um, really hit Johnny, uh, really hit Johnny. It was when she's like, um, can't let the mistakes of your past determine your future. Yes, yes. So when she says that, you know, you can see it really hits Johnny and the look on his face. And he starts thinking. And uh, I uh, I really agree with Carmen there. Um, oh, totally. You know, you know, you can't let the mistakes of your past determine your future. Uh, people are gonna, you know. I'll tell you what, folks. I'm gonna talk you. I'm gonna talk at you right now. Um, you're gonna fuck up in life, all right? No one's perfect. No matter what, you're gonna fuck up at some point. Um, so the most important thing is to learn from that. And don't make it again. Right. Yeah. Don't make it if you keep on making the same mistakes. Uh, there could be multitudes of reasons. Change the fucking people around surrounding you in, in, in your life might be one of the signs that you're, you know, why you keep messing up is because you have the wrong people in your life. Change them. There, there's plenty of fucking people out there. <laughs> Surround yourself with good people and that will help improve your life first and foremost. You know, but, you know, if you keep messing up, maybe you're just not that smart. Learn, learn <laughs> like why you're fucking up. <laughs> You know, and actually do some do some work and find out why you're not good in these areas, and that's why you're messing up, or whatever. You know, but put work into into look to look why, because if you keep on making them, it's not going to work out. It's not going to end well for you. So don't let those mistakes determine where you're going to go, because you know where you want to go. Everyone knows where where they want to go. It's obviously somewhere very better than they were than they are now unless you're not rich right now <laughs> you're right. if you're not rich and happy right now then you're probably not where you want to be because i and in my opinion anyways again people go oh, i'm happy where i am well i go fuck off no you're not you know i call you i call your bluff i call your bluff all right <laughs> there's there's plenty of stuff that he could change it i'm, I'm sure you could but uh, anyways but that's a good line from carmen uh, and, uh, you know, it ends with, uh, you know, Johnny kind of thinking and, um, it's, uh, 
I think that really hit really hit home to Johnny. So that was my second part uh, with the whole uh, Hispanic family dinner. Yeah, uh, well, I agree. You know, especially that's what that's what uh, I was trying to remember that line uh, when I was talking about Johnny. You know, making getting a second chance. It really added that spark and uh, influenced it, um, which got him to the point where he did all those things at the latter half of the episode. Um, so yeah, that really struck hard. Um, and again, Johnny surrounding himself with better people um, to illustrate your point further, you know, and look what's happening for him. Uh, he's learning that there are good people out there and uh, who do care. Um, one note, quick note. Well, maybe I'll say this. No, I'll say it right now just because we're talking about the dinner. I, I did like um, how uh, Carmen was saying, I hope, you know, the, the tournament's coming up. So I hope, hope my son doesn't get hurt. And and Ryan Miguel was like, uh, no, they have refs to protect me for these things. And, and Johnny was like, yeah, was like, he won't get hurt. And if if he does, it's not permanent. <laughs> um, because it's a flipping karate tournament. You're, you're going to get hurt if you take a hit. Unless you're Lawrence and don't get a, a point score on him. <laughs> you know, you're that good. Right. Which Miguel is showing that he can be that good. So you never know. Uh, but that was, that was funny. But yeah, I mean, we can speak on that. I think the the Mexican uh, family dinner kind of scenario, um, I think they hit, for, for illustrative purposes on the show, um, they really took it, not, I don't want to say to an extreme, but they went all in to show what it can look like. Um, I, I, I dare say ours are, was very similar. You know, um, we, we said, you know, we said our, we said grace before meals. Um, we did eat together, even though it wasn't at the family table all the time, let's say. Um, but we all ate in the living room together, you know, and stuff like that. Or, uh, you know, we, we were, we were together. We didn't have all these distractions that exist now, um, where, you know, people are, you're, you're eating supper and maybe one person's on the TV, another person's on their, their laptop, another person's on their phone, another person's on their phone, laptop and video games, you know, like, like yeah. Anthony would be, um, yeah. It's it's just really different, but it's it's really good to see because um, if that is fostered, you know, in that way, you can, can see what you see what the results are. Um, no, granted, this is just a TV show, right? Everything real life is different, but um, for the show's purpose, you you can produce a good uh, family solidarity, and you see the great kid Miguel is is being on this show. Um, and there are, there are good kids out there like him in real life, you know? Um, but I think a lot of it is, is dissipated nowadays because of the multiple distractions. Come, time learned special Miyagi family kata. Now you ready. Like all bonsai found in tree, all karate found in this kata. Come, together we do kata. And with that, I'm going to go into my kata moment because it's talking about that a little bit further. Um, my So my kata moment <clears throat> is uh, we get to see Miyagi-Do and we get to see Cobra Kai training. And I'm telling you right now, both are great. Um, both are very different. But seeing Johnny's Cobra Kai, we're already seeing that it's totally different um, than what Sensei John Kreese showed him. Uh, you know, it, it opens up with in the beginning with that. I always, I don't know why, but this song was used in. Um, uh, I don't even. Oh shoot, I don't remember what it was, but I remember it had the 
the kid from uh, Lord of the Rings, uh, Sam. He was in it. Uh, but there were a bunch of little kids, and they were in like a military school, and they were trying to usurp it. But they played that same music when they were trying to get out of the school to go do what they needed to do. Does that ring a bell at all? Especially with the the montage that they did in the first scene. The we're not gonna take it from my twisted sister. I think it is. Yeah. Little sol no little soldiers maybe ah, I can't remember. Um, it's some movie. Oh, I don't know, Jim. Oh. Yeah, I don't <laughs> but know. I remember. I thought this scene was awesome because it was it was them trying to get out of the school and they played we're not gonna take it. What a stupid singing voice I have, by the way. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, when they start playing that song during the Cobra Kai training in the junkyard, I was like, oh, this is so cool. It's so fun. And, uh, you know, Johnny has them walking on beams covered in glass. And if they fall, they're going, they're going to, um, they're going to fall into all this like shrapnel and, and and get killed. (laughs) Um, but they're going through it and you see Hawk kind of slip, doesn't fall off, but he slips. Um, he has them running through tires, you know, football type type training kind of thing for agility. Uh, and it was, it was kind of freeing um, because they and, and they have these things that people can buy into and spend money on. But uh, for the sense of for the purpose of their training, it was free because they were just in the junkyard doing this. But how how freeing is it just to just to smash something, you know, to to yeah. take any frustrations, anger and, and not take it out on people, as we were discussing earlier or social media posts or on each other. But just on an inanimate object like a car, and they had him, you know, this was totally intentional by Lawrence. But he had him like smashing windows on cars, you know, taking sledgehammers to a car. Um, it's still dangerous, you know. You got to be careful when you're doing this, of course. But uh, it was so freeing, and I know, like I said, I know places where you can buy, you have to, you buy, and you can uh, purchase plates and throw plates at a wall just to break it. So people are out there making a buck on this kind of stuff. Um, but it was really good. So really freeing and just dropping stuff off, uh, you know, uh, of floors to seeing it smash and you see Miguel having fun with it, you know? So it was really, really good training there too, um, to show what they can do. Um, and then he asked him if they're hungry and he hands out a little, like, I, I guess jerky or whatever. And you know, he goes, so are they? And the dogs come. <laughs> that that oh. was funny. <laughs> that was funny. Um, and they all like, you know, scatter. Um, and they, they, they learn parkour or just running, running, yeah. running really fast. I can't even talk. I'm so excited. Um, running fast to get out of the way. Um, all but one. Hawk couldn't quite make it. No. <laughs> we learned uh, later on in the episode where uh, he eventually had to get rabies shots <laughs> for it. So um, Hawk, despite his name and outlook, couldn't take flight and get away in time. Um, but then mm. you see, the, you see the other side with Miyagi Do. And again, I just said great things about the Cobra Kai stuff. And on the flip side is almost the complete opposite, but it's still very, you know, very great in its own ways. And, uh, Daniel is showing, um, a student of one with Robbie and, uh, he takes him to the woods because the place where Miyagi used to take Daniel was, you know, not what it once was anymore. So just that time factor playing into effect again. Things change over time. Um, he takes him to the woods. And oh, as I was talking about Twisted Sister making that scene with Cobra Kai perfect, we hear the the Bill Conti music, uh, the Kata music. 
um, that I just adore. I love that. I actually watched Karate Kid Part 3 yesterday because it was on YouTube TV. And um, it's just, God, that music and Miyagi doing kata with Daniel. And in this Cobra Kai episode, we see Daniel teaching Robbie kata. And they're doing the kata to that music. And it's just, just so blissful. Just so peaceful. Which was the point of bringing him out in the woods. Yes, Robbie's like, what do you hear? And they, they, they pause. And he goes, nothing. That's just it. You know, out here, if you take a moment to, you know, you know, your fortress of solitude for Superman fans or comic book fans out there too, if you could just get away from it all, you know, the distractions in, in life, or, you know, try even putting your cell phone down for a change. Um, see how freeing that is. I can go on a whole rant about that. Um, and I'm no better because I, I, I mean, right now I have my cell phone right next to me right now too. But, uh, but if you just put it down or, you know, stay off Facebook or your other social media platforms for a while, see what you get done. See what you can get done in a day. You know, see the quality time that you can spend with people. Um, that irritates me most is going back to that family dinner um, with uh, Miguel's, Miguel's crew. How many times do you see people, uh, especially when we were able to go out before COVID, um, going to restaurants and them eating, but they're all, they have their phones on the entire time. I was like, what's the point? You know, free yourself of these distractions and see what you can become. That's what Miyagi-Do is all about. You know, finding that inner peace, bringing what's inside of you out. And we've talked about this before. So you get to see the juxtaposition between Cobra Kai and Miyagi-Do. And they both, now that it's under Lawrence's control, they both have their values um, but they both teach it in very, very different ways. Um, and it was just just really great to see um, <laughs> for one ex- and this is this is how distractions nowadays still play a part because when uh, Daniel did let Robbie try to do those uh, kicks without falling off the tree uh, limb, uh, he says, okay, you take care of that. I'm gonna I got business to take care of or whatever. And Robbie very quickly flipping the script says, well, wait, what happened about all that talk about no distractions? <laughs> and Daniel says, hockey is different. <laughs> He's gonna, he went to go somewhere <laughs> else to get a better signal. So you watch the local hockey team or whatever over there. Um, so really great, great juxtaposition there. Uh, I love seeing the two different methods of the, uh, the Miyagi-Do versus the Cobra Kai and how great they each are. Can we imagine if, if maybe this show's uh, goal is to unify the two, two uh, um teaching uh, mythologies uh, together and see what they can become together. Um, You know, we're talking about that right now, how people can come together and produce great things versus doing it off individually. Imagine what they can do together. Um, So that was my kata moment. Uh, Before I ask you what your take on that is, um, dude, I'm going to get, I'm I'm saying this to invite hate because I'm trying to get a reaction or anyone to send us comments or emails or anything. So I'm going to say this. I never got hockey, and I still don't. I I am someone who fell asleep at an Admirals game because I was oh, wow. bored. Wow. Because I was bored. Um, that was that was when I was in college. I remember going uh, with uh, some of my my friends to an Admirals game, and they, they woke me up. It was, dude, you're falling asleep. I was like, I'm sorry, I'm just I just can't watch this anymore. Um, 
But the the more recent games that I've gone to, I've gone more for because of the people I went with because they're they're all kinds of fun, um, and the hockey was just kind of there. But yeah, I never I never got hockey. I still don't watch hockey on TV. Um, but it's it's a trigger for a lot of people. People are just enamored with the sport. Um, and, and again, I'm not. I guess I'm not like I don't want to badmouth it, but I just don't get it. Um, and so I'm not saying if you do love hockey or if you enjoy it, there's nothing wrong with that. You have it. You you're not going to get any interference with me <laughs> with your love of hockey. I will not interfere. But I just never got it. Are you a hockey guy, wild card, or 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 what? What am I miss? What am I missing here? No, you're not. Uh, <laughs> you're not wrong at all. Uh, so if you're if that was your take again, you're you're always going to say things in the most delicate way. <laughs> Uh, I'll even, I'll, I'm going to take it even more, Jim. I'll do it to the 10th power here. Right, so, here you go. Um, do I watch hockey? I'll watch the Stanley Cup um, because it's usually like the best teams. and A celebration that uh, it's finally over? <laughs> uh, no, I mean, because it it's, it's actually fun at that level. Like, I'll watch Olympic hockey with the men's. Um, you watch way more than get, me, dude. You watch way more than me. But, yeah. I mean, so I watch enough okay. because I, I, again, I like to know a little bit about it. Um, I still don't know what icing is or any, any I, you know, I'm still learning the rules of it, but um, I'll tell you the main reason why hockey sucks and folks, here we go. Um, <laughs> hot take, hot take, here we go. There's not enough black people or Hispanics in the league. Oh, it's all God. white people. Am I going to have to edit this out? Oh <laughs> no. my God. Because let's face it. There's nothing fancy about hockey. Now, every once add some flair. That's what I mean, and that's what black people and Hispanic oh people do. With anything they do, they add hey, some flair. This is just entertainment, folks. I just have to reiterate <laughs> that this is just an entertaining <laughs> podcast to listen to. Continue, wildcard. Well, Charlie Huckle. Now, Charlie Huckle is shaking his head, knowing knowing <laughs> that he's going to have to edit the heck out of this. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what, uh, Javi Baez, talk about the most charismatic shortstop in the game, and guess what? He's not white. Um, LeBron James, even though I, I'm not a fan of him, yeah. Um, arguably the best uh, durable athlete of all time, he's, uh, he's, he's the greatest of this generation, I'll give him that, you know, but uh, guess what? He's not white. But... Um, that's why I, that's why hockey sucks and it's kind of boring because there's not enough flair in the game and it's it's still the old it's, it reminds me of like miss something Mr. Burns would watch with his little <laughs> baseball team <laughs> but um I don't know that uh, that so that no I don't I want but I try to watch it because uh you know actually uh because Bill Burr watches a lot he's a big hockey guy yeah, yeah. and um and I so he's talking about the Stanley Cup this year. I'm like, oh shit, I forgot they were on. So I I was kind of watching it a couple games, and uh, I can't even remember who was playing. I think Tampa Bay and somebody else, or who knows. But um, I was watching. I'm like, yeah, it looks whatever. It, it was it was okay. Nothing uh, nothing great. I think I only watched uh, like a game and a half or something like that. So, uh, but other than that, not I think. But I'll tell you what. There's two things. Um, <clears throat> I do think. I really do think 
Milwaukee would be an awesome NHL hockey town. I think they would go nuts over hockey here in Milwaukee. Just because we're a bunch of drunks and they go to the, you know, they, they like going to the stuff. Um, they would fucking love hockey. I swear, if Milwaukee ever got an NHL fan, I might even become a hockey fan if we got a team. I'll tell you that. Yeah, it would pique my I, interest. I think that I, I just think this would be a great hockey town. I really do. So uh, hopefully, maybe one day, if hockey is hurting big enough, or maybe it gets popular, you know, they want to expand. Um, hopefully, Milwaukee gets a shot. Um, two, where in the hell in Milwaukee, Jim, do we have one of those stores where you can throw plates and shit? I want to do that. <laughs> um, I I know there are because I think that we were talking about doing it, or or maybe Gina was, or something like that too. Um, I'll find it for you, and I'll I'll have Huckle email it to you. <laughs> All right, cool. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, I think that's enough hot takes before the icebox yeah. uh, is taken off of the air. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is your kata moment, wild card? Uh, so I'll wrap it up. So I talked about the Italian family, <clears throat> the Hispanic family, and now we're gonna talk about Johnny's family. Um, okay. We see him really. You know, after Carmen, I'll pick up right where I left off. So when Carmen tells him that, <clears throat> Johnny kind of gets his, he want, he's getting his life together. Cleans up his apartment, like you said, first and foremost. Cleans yeah. up the, all the beer cans and whatever and whatever he's got laying around. Actually buys food for the fridge. He drinks orange um, juice instead of beer in the morning. <laughs> right. Right. So that was, and it tasted kind of weird, <laughs> the look he gave after he <laughs> drank it. But, um... You know, then he, uh, <clears throat> then he goes to see his stepdad, and yeah, God, that guy plays one hell of a son of a bitch. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> just so, I mean, he's got food all over his face. But I love, <laughs> I absolutely love the lines. He says, he's like, oh, someone's at the door. And uh, he's like, yeah, she's like, you don't think I know that? He's like, who knows what you know? <laughs> 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 I, I, I'm gonna. I'm definitely gonna use that one. I'm like, who knows what you know? <laughs> That's a good line. But, um, yeah. <laughs> I uh, so Johnny comes in, and gives him the money, and uh, he's like, yeah, you'll be back for it, blah blah blah, and you know, calling him uh, being the same old asshole. But yeah. I think he uh, Johnny even said said something to him that made him think. Um, he's like, uh, he's like, I never wanted your money. It was just the only thing you had to give right and that kind of the it was it was a very quick uh look that the that the dad gave the stepdad he had but he's like maybe he finally got it yeah. i think that's what he kind of did and you know johnny walked off and even johnny had a little smile like he yep. felt now he feels he got his life in order right right um he he, he closed that door um, cause what's the next thing he does? Uh, he, he's going old school, as he says, is in writing a letter and it's a heartfelt letter. And he's just telling his kid what exactly the thought process is going on. And it's, uh, it's a big thing for him cause it's, it's the last little part, uh, that he has left and he wants, you know, he really wants to make an effort to, to make things right. 
Um, it was a nice little scene too because when he's cleaning up in his apartment, you know, he has a picture of his uh, of his uh, the baby mama, whatever her name is. Um, and he he looks at the picture and he he still you know she still means something to him because he gave her that look. He still has the picture, first of all. Yeah. And uh, you know, so she she definitely does still mean something to Johnny um, because he has that around. But uh, and again, I don't know. Of course. Uh, we're gonna tie this into the to my very first point. Um, back to the Italian family. So uh, his cousin, uh, his cousin Dominic, um, gets gets some uh, gets some help, as we say. I don't know, and he might know the he might know some people, folks, being an Italian. So <laughs> is it Dominic or Louis? They, I have no idea. I think it's Dominic. I, they call him um, Louis in the beginning. That, that's what I have in my notes. But whatever. I know. Uh, I, I know who know. you're talking about. Yeah. Whatever. Um, yeah. Whatever. I'll just say the cousin. <laughs> but um, yeah. So they're trashing Johnny's car, and it interrupts uh, interrupts Johnny's moment that he's having here, and. You know, but that's part of, uh, that's another part of some Italian, not all, and we're not, I'm not trying to generalize too much here, but, you know, some, some Italians, they know people, <laughs> okay, <laughs> just, just, it is what it is. So, they, uh, you know, they're trashing the car, but, you know, they picked the wrong guy, because Johnny makes, Johnny wrecks all, he, he, he messes them all up, uh, he's got the base, you know, even with the weapons, you know, Johnny kicked the shit out of him, so... Uh, he ends up getting, uh, you know, where uh, Daniel's address, and uh, you know that's how that ends there. But I mean, for so for Johnny's point of view, I mean he's um, he's getting his life together. So you know, there's we show there was a lot of buildup uh, that we've seen from day one, episode one, um, to where he is now, and I think it looks like Johnny's finally got his uh, his affairs in order, shall we say? Yeah. Um, and he's ready to. Uh, he's looking forward to seeing where you know what what lays ahead for him. He's he's optimistic. Yeah, uh, I I totally agree. You know, the, the title of this episode <clears throat> was uh, "Molting," and uh, molting means the shedding or casting off of an outer layer and covering uh, the formation of its replacement. You know, and that's what Johnny's doing. He's he's shedding that skin and coming out anew. Um, but yeah, at the end of the episode, you know, like you mentioned, oh, the sins of the past, you know, <laughs> they still have a way of coming back up. And that's what tests you. That's what tests you. That's what makes you either uh, continue your path, you continue with your strength and move on, or does it drag you back down? You know, there are, just as I wanted to say, there's, there's so much goodness in people. Um, there's just as much bad or hate in, in, in some as well. And some people, um, as Alfred would say, just want to see the world burn or some people just want to drag you down. Um, you know, they, they dragged, they took, as Batman would say, <laughs> I gotta love comics and movies. <laughs> um, they took the best of us. They took Harvey Dent and brought him down to their level. You know, it's like there's still people out there that are going to try to do that. There are things that are going to happen that will make you think twice about what you're doing. And it's, that's the beauty of it. It's all up to you. Whether you continue on or you go back right where you were 
and you live with it. You live with those decisions. You individually have the power to uh, make it, live it, or break it, you know? Um, and I hope uh, people listening to this um, have the strength or can find the strength to uh, persevere and and make make your life uh, better. Mr. Miyagi, it's over. It's over. Forget about it. No. We're afraid. Let's just get out of here. Cannot, 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 must not. It's okay, lose to opponent. Must not lose to fear. Yo, I'm afraid. I'm afraid of him, all right? You stay focused. Then you are your best karate still inside. Now time let out. Let's get into our wrap up here, dude. Um, great, great fun episode. Uh, like I said, I had a lot of great moments. Um, you know, funny, funny stuff happened. Like I said, it ends with one heck of a cliffhanger, um, which is what you just uh, um, mentioned earlier too. And you know, during that whole uh, thing, you, we get to see Johnny totally kick some more butt. Only they're adults this time, big adults at, at that with crowbars and, and a bat. And Lawrence disarms them all, takes uses the crowbar and totally knocks out one of the bigger guys. Um, but he, he makes quick work of them. So we get to see Lawrence uh, being awesome with his karate again and defending himself because these people are smashing his car. His his love, his, his love of that favorite car of his. Um gets the address out of uh of the cousin um the cousin is this is very important very important um the cousin is quick to say that he was lying that this is a this is not a message from Daniel LaRusso which is how he started it when uh, Lawrence came <laughs> out on them he was very quick to say once he realized he had nothing anymore um that this was all his idea Daniel had nothing to do with it and i say it's important because now <clears throat> Lawrence is 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 set up with all that hate and rage right now right after discussing all the good things that we just discussed about him but now all of that hate and anger comes right back to the surface and will he be able to overcome that hate and anger even knowing the truth that Daniel had nothing to do with this seemingly or will he advocate and 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 use that anger and hate and confront him. And as the episode leaves us hanging, it looks like he's going to confront Daniel. And now the, the, the fan aspect of me is like saying, Oh my God, Daniel versus Johnny again. <laughs> so I can't wait to see what happens in uh, episode nine. As we get even closer to the series, I'm sorry, season finale of episode or season one. Jeez. Talk Mr. Madrano. Holy cow. <laughs> um, but we'll see what happens with Johnny. Um, but uh, again, I think they threw that detail cause he, the cousin could not have said that he didn't have to say it, but I think for a plot thread and to move the story, he had to get that out. So J- Lawrence knows at least from this guy that Daniel had nothing to do with it, but is it going to come to a head and will all of that anger dissipate all the good stuff, um, that he just did? Um, what, what did Pippin say about that one? He's like, you know, despite all the good stuff, it only takes one mistake for it to end it all. Right. So is uh, I'm paraphrasing Mr. Scotty Pippen, but um, will Lawrence go right back to where he was? We'll find out uh, next week when we talk about it. Uh, but great cliffhanger, great fun episode. Um, I don't think I have anything else in my notes that I wanted to mention. 
Uh, oh, actually, yeah. So when uh, they were taught, when Lawrence was talking about Allie to Miguel in the beginning, um, he he said, you know, he got her attention by throwing. I don't, I, wasn't, I don't think it was Jujubees, but maybe Raisinets or some some kind of candy at her and her popcorn. And it says, you know, babes, you know, babes like when you treat them uh, bad or whatever, right? Or something, something like that. So just such an old school thought there from, from him. Um, and we see that literally uh, illustrated in, in uh, with Miguel and Hawk and Aisha when they're in the theater. <laughs> you see Hawk throwing candy at this girl too and she looks at him like, you know, it's like, oh, <laughs> what are you doing? And Hawk's like <laughs> saying, it's an alpha move. <laughs> Which is what Lawrence said too, and then I thought it was funny when he he misses and he throws it at um an adult and he steps up, he steps up turns around and says who the heck threw that or whatever you see Hawk cower down yeah, big dude that was that was a funny moment that's what I mean there's there's so many great things but they still trickle in that humor which is really really awesome about this show um but yeah I, I had a lot of fun watching this one um uh, go ahead any final thoughts from you uh, Wildcard. Uh, you know, not much. You know, I, okay. I, I just really, uh, we just, the uh, opening of the show, like that was great when the, it was a great way to open the show with, uh, you know, the, the song and yep. his, uh, his extreme, his, I guess we want to call it his extreme ta- training techniques, right. Um, that he's putting his kids through, but you can tell he's, he's having fun with it and you know, the, the kids are getting a lot out of it. Again, oh, yeah. you know, it's that's he's giving them the goggles and the necessary, you know, whatever PPE safety cautions. Yeah, PPE. And uh, the kids are having fun with it. And yeah, I mean, Hawkhead did have to get rabies shot, but you know, whatever. <laughs> it's not the end of the world. I've gotten bitten by a dog twice in my lifetime, <laughs> but at least. You know, Hawk got bit by these big, you know, these big, huge dogs. I got bit by these little fucking toy dogs. And I, oh, you geez. know, kind of dog you take and you, you punt them in the air. I'm like, get the fuck out of here, kind of thing. <laughs> but, um, the icebox does not endorse animal but, yeah. cruelty. Just want to say that too. <laughs> Charlie Huckle, take a note. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, it was a fun, very fun way to open, uh, open, this, open, uh, this episode. And yep. uh, it looked that they must have had a lot of fun filming it too, because it looks like they had a good time. <laughs> and um, but no, that's uh, that's about all I have. Hey, anything else you want? Yeah. Make his knuckles bleed. Hey. Hey, I like that. Oh, I like that, Johnny. I'm gonna use that. <laughs> One. Last thing uh, that I wanted to uh, run by you, Wildcard, um, was we got an email, and usually I do email reads at the end of my podcasts, um, but this one was from Hollywood, and uh, it had part of it. He he sent an email about um, a past episode um, of the Icebox, and it involves Cobra Kai. So I'd like to get uh, people always hear me, so I'd like to get your your comments about uh, what he had to say about this particular episode, and. Just to join you in, um, let's see, uh, this is from episode 58 of the podcast. So it was when we discussed uh, whether the Cobra Kai series is better than the original trilogy. So uh, Hollywood, again, thank you for the email. He's one of our consistent emailers out there. 
Uh, he writes, This isn't better than the original trilogy. I can understand that you were enjoying the show. See, he always takes it to that level right away. You know, it's like, Mr. Hollywood, they call him Hollywood for a reason. And he's Mr. Professional. He knows more about movies and dialogue and character arcs and, and scripts and all this stuff. You know, compared, we're like peons to this guy. But anyway, uh, he goes on. So, you know, I thought this would be easier. I could get through an email read because I'm introducing it to you uninterruptedly. I can't, still can't even do that. Um, I can, okay, so he goes on. I can understand that you are enjoying the show, but it's... Jesus <laughs> I can do this. I can understand that you are enjoying the show, but its success is number one due to the quality of the original trilogy. And number two is new, making it exciting. God, I hate this guy. Uh, <laughs> um, he goes, it's definitely a great show and tribute, but it's not better, in italics, better than the original, all caps, trilogy. I would say that it is a successful relaunch of the franchise that makes you remember all of what you made the original such a magical ride. It does, however, take a good franchise and adds to it. He's, he's trying to, uh, you know, make amends with us now. Uh, with more insight on today's youth and methods of interaction, its best quality. I want you to comment on that. And if you need me to reread anything, I promise I'll get through it next time. But um, let me know which, let me know your reaction to that email from Hollywood. I won't make you reread it because we'll never get through that again. Uh, I, I, I got it. <laughs> I, I know. And I can't. So, but no, you're right. Uh, Hollywood has a way of like, uh, of, I don't want to say talking down to people, but like, well, let's hold on. He's going to get all of his facts straight. And he makes some good. Uh, I'll tell you what. He makes some good points. Okay. Okay. He makes some good points, but. I'm going to take all that and throw it out the fucking window, Hollywood. I'm talking directly at you now because you can't have a fucking opinion if you ever watched the fucking show. He hasn't watched the second season. I don't even think he finished the first season. I don't even know. But he has not even finished the second season, to my knowledge. And I don't think he snuck it in anywhere anytime soon. So, yeah, watch the show. You have no fucking opinion. That's my view, Hollywood. So that's where I disagree with you. You made some good points, but those are all thrown out the window when you don't even watch the fucking show. <laughs> Shots fired. We'll see if this develops further. We'll see. Oh, my God. Um, he, he reads a little more into the email. I almost want to call the episode right here because you can't get much better than that. Maybe Huckle will edit this appropriately, but... um. So he goes, he goes further. There's a great insight on the whole communication thing, Jim. Good job. He has good things to say about me. Um, let's see what he says about, oh, here's what he says about you, uh, Wildcard. He says, oh, poor baby Joe. I see. <laughs> doesn't even call you Wildcard. doesn't give you the respect in calling you Wildcard even. He says, I never heard or remember that he was teased in grade school. Aw, but can believe it. Uh, he gives a, a, a sad face emoji. It was probably... Uncle Al that told him to give the kid a bop in the nose. Ha ha ha. Um, anything to say? <laughs> anything to say on that? Uh, well, no. I mean, Matt, uh, 
He probably wouldn't remember because it was me and you went to grade school together. Right. Not me and uh, not you and or you and him went to for you know, a couple years together or whatever. But uh, nah, whatever. That's because I wasn't a little bitch about it, folks. I didn't, <laughs> you know. I handled my shit from day one. I hit that fucking kid in the nose. Like, what else you got to say? Oh, get off my shit. God. Um, he goes on to say nobody beats Obi Wan Kenobi because we were uh, talking about that too. Uh, he says bad comparison like that. Um, I don't remember what we were comparing Obi-Wan to, but I agree. Nobody beats Kenobi. He's the best Jedi ever. Um, great final points. Uh, Jim, we all go through our own trials and tribulations. Another comment. He's playing to my ego. That's such a great thing to do. Um, and then (laughs) he says, awesome. That the one thing in this conversation that makes you guys think of me is the drinking butter. (laughs) (laughs) He of course is referencing Anthony when he's found, uh, out by Amanda drinking a, a tray full of butter and it's just <laughs> sick, 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 sick. Um, so thanks for the email, Hollywood. Um, we'll see. Hey, if you're listening to this episode, let us know what you got to think to wild cards, uh, a retort of your comments about the original trilogy, uh, being better than the Cobra Kai series. Answer honestly, don't play it up. Admit if you're wrong, if you haven't watched it, which I don't think you have, um, Again, I, I know you didn't watch the season finale. Uh, I think you had about maybe like four, five or four episodes left of season two. So I don't think he finished it on his own time because he never watches stuff I suggest to him. Anyways, like he, he still hasn't watched The Wire. I'm like, this guy would oh, fucking dude. love The Wire and he's never watched The Wire. <laughs> the queen just so, came down. Anyways. She says, we've watched The Wire and she highly endorses The Wire as an exceptional TV Absolutely. series. Absolutely. Wildcard, thank you very much for joining this, uh, joining us again on this uh, Sunday morning. Uh, we appreciate it. Um, we'll look forward to next week's conversation. Uh, anything you want to address to your listeners while you, well, before we end the show? No, just uh, you know, thanks for hearing me out. I had a lot. Uh, I had a lot to say this episode, apparently. <laughs> and um, uh, again, folks, it's all in fun. Uh, you know, don't get offended if you are listening to this. And if you are, you know, I got two, I got, I got two fingers for you. Yeah. The queen um, just demonstrated where, that, by know, the way. Get, <laughs> right. There you go. So even, even the queen knows over there. So just um, enjoy. This is entertainment. Thank entertainment. you. It is entertainment. God, that always reminds me of the quiz show movie. I love that movie. Um, and if you haven't seen it, go watch it. But. It's like like what the the character at the end says, you know. Says, what are we doing here? You know, it, it's entertainment. <laughs> that's all. That's all we're doing here. We're trying to give mm-hmm. you a a break from the reality because of that reality is so harsh out there, as we've discussed. Take a moment, laugh about yourselves, find something to laugh about, enjoy our discussion, our discussion, and just have some fun out of it. Wild card. We'll get back together next week and uh, one episode closer to the season finale. Um, But until then, we'll see you next time. All right. We'll see you next week. I warned you. (laughs) I warned you. Um, But now we're no. So now if you pass that part and we're back into family friendly zone. Um, But this is the, the, the wild card is always a blast. Uh, always great talking with them. You heard him admit it's just an entertainment, just in jest. So don't lose your 
Don't lose your potatoes in that knapsack of yours, okay? It's just jokes. We're, we're just trying to have fun. Well, I don't agree with that. You say it's entertainment, but I think I'm insulted by that. Well, you know what? I'm sorry that you're insulted, but I'm still going to do the show because no one's probably even listening to this. And if they do, um, let me have it. I'll send me an email. Guess where you can send me an email? Iceboxcast at gmail.com. That is iceboxcast at gmail.com. Let me know what you thought of the episode. Let me know if it was too much over the top. And if it was, if it was, I'll I'll retort. Right? That's we can engage in a gosh darn conversation. And I would love to chatter with you. Maybe I'm asking too much. I don't know. Um, but you can send me emails there. Iceboxcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can enjoy the podcast uh, and Comic Complex as well on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Spotify as well. Please subscribe to us there and share it. Um, you can also find some great family-friendly fun on YouTube. Um, there I'm Icebox. I'm there as the Icebox cast. Uh, our, sh- our programs are Revelations. Fractured Games, and Beating for All. Please take some time, follow me there, uh, give me a subscribe. Be a subscriber, I should say. Uh, Hit the bell uh, to get those alerts when new shows are coming on to you. And I thank you very much for doing that. The best place still to find me to this day is Facebook, because there I post all the links to the podcast, all the links to the YouTube shows, and all of my vector artwork, all the artwork we do for sublimation, all the artwork we do for the cricket, it's all there, black and white, clear as crystal. Um, and give me a follow there. I'm trying to reach um, 200 followers on Facebook, too, by the end of the calendar year. Do your part. Give me a share. Give me a comment. Let me know I'm doing something. I am very grateful. I got to say this again. I'm very grateful for all of my ice cubes out there. Uh, thank you so much for following me, getting me, giving me comments. Uh, Sue, I know you're out there too. And you're, you, uh, posted, uh, you tweeted me or retweeted me uh, and saying, Hey, this could be you one day, someone getting recognized for their YouTube stuff. God, I don't even know how to react, but thank you very much, Sue out there. Uh, Amy, who uh, is out there too, my super fans, you know who you are. Um, but I thank you very much. Um, uh, every time you, 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 uh, like my stuff, you share my stuff. Um, it's getting it out there and that's what I want to do because I want to make people happy. I want to make people smile, maybe even inspire them like that other YouTuber, Math Boredom. You remember that guy? Um, he was inspired by beating for all. Um, I have inspired uh, quite a few people. That's still my best program on my YouTube show, YouTube uh, channel. So, uh, thank you very much for that. It, re- it is really much appreciated. And I, I, I have fun doing this too. Uh, if you do Instagram, I'm there as IceboxCast and as Inspired Creations HOM on IceboxCast. I put uh, toys. Uh, Pokemon stuff, all kinds of geeky stuff for you to look at. Inspired Creations, HOM, posts all of my products uh, that we hand make here and um, my artwork as well. Um, I think that's about it. Hey, one quick word too before I wrap up the show. Um, I just want, you know, it's almost Thanksgiving. All right. And I want to give thanks uh, to many people, uh, to my ice cubes out there, right? My super fans. Um, but can we stop with the violence for crying out loud? Excuse me. I'm just coming off. Um, I'm just coming off a week where there were multiple shootings in Wauwatosa um, at our Mayfair Mall location. Uh, shootings in New Berlin and um, not not New Berlin. Milwaukee, that one. Uh, Chase to New Berlin. It was in Milwaukee. Thank you. Uh, Charlie Huckle, this is what I pay you for, by the way. Um, 
but uh, the Oracle is giving me some advice here. But uh, there was also like shooting. I started in Milwaukee, ended in New Berlin, whatever. A point is there were shootings. Um, COVID numbers in Wisconsin are just phenomenally high. I remember being shocked when we reached 4,000. And then the other day we reached 7,900. Um, and then normal days are looking like 4,000, 6,000 even. Can you put on a God dang mask? Can you limit your social gatherings? Can you continue to be six feet apart? Uh, wash your hands. Um, stay home unless you have to go out. It's just ridiculous. So in a world that's crazy out there, I want to give you a break to listen to have some fun with these podcasts, my YouTube programs as well. Um, you know, those people that did the shootings, can you imagine if they actually took that energy and did something creative with it? That's what I'm all about. I'm taking any extra energy that I have, putting it to some good use and hopefully inspiring people, making people laugh, making people smile, but I'm creating rather than destroying. Can we try to do that? I'm asking you all to try to be nice to each other, try to love each other, get creative, have some fun, put the violence away. I'm done with it. And for God's sakes, COVID will end if we just do what we need to do. That's all I got to say for that for now. So until next slime, may all your cakes be tasty. Um, he's probably too busy watching movies like um, River Crocs gain murder children. What a stupid movie! But that's what I think oh, he's watching. Shit. That's what I think he's watching. <laughs>